Billy Sledder is adamant his Queensland side can raise the bar even higher after thumping New South Wales 32-6, retain the Origin Trophy, the bragging rights, and to seal a 2-0 season series win in Brisbane. But the big question I have here on the fan's eye view brought to you by Sportsmate, League Live and TLA for Mitchell Ball, the biggest maroon in Victoria, is that is New South Wales cursed? Because <laughs> last night I was concerned for your health. You sent me a text when Tommy Turbo went down. You asked it tongue-in-cheek, is it all right to feel sorry for Tommy, for Manly, for New South Wales? And you said yes. I did. I, I genuinely feel bad for them. But also, why pick a player that is under injury clouds? In, in a crucial game, like, I get it, he's a game changer. Mm-hmm. But whether it was going to be his hamstring or it turns out his pec, yep. something was always going to... In a game like that, you need guys... Or maybe you pick a 14th man that can play centre and cover that position, but you need people to be able to play at their peak. If you're not 100%, I get he could break. He could have broken up. He could have broken the game. He could have by himself absolutely taken the game to Queensland and we'd be sitting here going, and no matter what, you pick him. But the reality is, if you know he's under a cloud, pick a centre on your bench. You would have thought so, but then, you know, Damien Cook can play anywhere. Oh, as you yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's not—it's you know really easy for for blokes about your height to just match up against some of these <laughs> six centers, six foot centers <laughs> that weigh one hundred and five kilos that have played there their whole life, and you know, and it's really unfortunate. New South Wales didn't have a schoolboy center on the bench available. Uh, they got very minimal minutes. Oh no, wait, Cam Murray. Cam Murray has played in the centers. Is a very big body. Can defend. Like yes, we know he, he's a hooker. He can make plenty of tackles. But that's in the middle where you you know where the run's coming. They're not trying to go around you. You're not actually getting uh, a number pattern different. You know they don't know any of their line. It's a completely different game out there. But no, let's do it in the decider. Let's just put a bloke out there. So it's like game one, what did we learn? Queensland play with two nines and it works. Freddie, I'll pick two nines. Oh, my centre got injured. What did Queensland do in game one? Oh, Ben Hunt went and uh, went out and played in the centres. I can do that. I've got, a, I've got two nines. I will do that too. Mate, seriously. <laughs> it's just like... I would love to hear his thinking. Mm. And like, we never will because that's not uh, how Freddie works. No. It's in mysterious ways that no one understands. Uh, well, to me, Dan, for the end of the run sheet, but let's jump straight into it. What's wrong with New South Wales, a.k.a. is Fred dead? Because we just did a quick uh, remuneration on the stats brought to you by Legal Live, of course. And if you if you didn't look at the score and didn't watch the game, don't know why you would have done that, but if you did do that, you would see that New South Wales probably won. They dominated possession. They were very clumsy in their in their last phase plays. So that's the only real mirror on their stat line. But, you know, more run meters, equal amounts of kicks, more offloads, you know, everything, you know, forced to make less tackles, made less made less errors, gave away less penalties. Like the part that I, no one can really understand is that even on paper, yes, they had people playing out of position. The bench is always contentious, but they've got good players. Queensland has good players. It wasn't like a two lopsided, top lopsided teams or 50-50, you know, conundrums, and then suddenly the score is 32-6. It's not the 2020 Maroons. No. It's not the, it's not the worst. <laughs> that's your favourite line. But that's, it's not the worst <laughs> origin side ever produced, but they're playing like one. So what – what? and it's very easy for fans, I think, like you said, they're like, mm. oh, Freddie doesn't get it. Freddie doesn't get origin. Clearly Freddie gets rugby league to an extent. Correct. And Freddie probably gets it more than anyone else we're ever going to talk to in our day-to-day lives. But it doesn't look like it. No, and it, and it just looks – and obviously there's a hundred things going through his brain. He's, he's 
you know, that he's probably got thinking 20 different things, 20 different patterns. And if it all works out, we're sitting back going, what a genius. But the reality is it didn't. The reality is players were picked out of position, players played out of position. Yeah, okay, cool. We can say the exact same thing about Queensland. We play a bloke that plays halfback on the weekends at nine and he starts a game. But he also is it's a different category, I think, Penn Hunt. But it's just there's so many questions to be asked about what New South Wales are doing at the moment because on paper, the amount of stars they've gotten, yes, I know they weren't all available tonight, uh, last night, but they were available on game one and things didn't click. It's not like these guys are all brand new into the squad either. They played last year. A lot of these guys have been in and around origin camps, and yes, the first thing New South Wales people and fans will say, yeah, but we've never really had everyone 100%. No, that's correct. Latrell's missed a game here or there. Tommy's missed games here and there. Reality is at club level, these guys are the guys, and it's almost like they've got too many aces up their sleeve. It's it's effectively the roosters, really. <laughs> too many aces up our sleeve. We get to camp. We don't know what to do. Well, Queensland made that work with Thurston Cronk, Smith, Billy, Greg Inglis, all aces. Mm. But somehow they combine, yes, okay, cool, first argument. Well, they played together when they were under 12s to bloody, you know, they played a lot of footy together. Well, you, they're still the guys, so it's putting your ego aside. And it's almost like that's the part they struggle with, is putting aside that ego. And uh, our favourite player, or my favourite player, Jerome Luai, that's a big ego, and it just seems like he can't put it aside. Mm. And, and they seem to be missing that that. The, the gel in that kind of funnel phase plays, as I mentioned. But when you actually watch the game, it was more of a case of that Queensland just made fewer crucial errors and were, were, were way more patient, just way more patient to be like, let's just get through sets and then people get tired and then the gaps open up and then we'll just go from there. Mm. Then we can let, let Munster do his thing in the 30th or 40th minute and then, you know, the 60th, 70th, if getting that deep. Whereas New South Wales are always pushing, pushing the envelope and, yeah, forcing those, forcing those errors. And as you said, maybe it is just egos. Maybe it's just they, they haven't picked blokes that are willing to do a, do a role and just get through sets. You need And you need role players. You need blokes that are literally just going to go, you're there to make. <laughs> the argument of Jake Travoyevich playing, he makes 50 tackles a game, misses zero, doesn't make any errors, you know, finishes the game maybe 100 run metres, 50 tackles, not a pretty stat line, just a hard worker. <laughs> Okay, that's what Origin is. Lindsay Collins, man of the match, literally all he did, just turned up every play, made his tackles, moved on. Mm. It's You need those guys in the round. Not every player has to be a world beater. Not every player has to be a pain house who's unbelievable and making stupid run meters, can make all the tackles too and can literally back a game open. You don't need every single 13. You don't need the 13 starters to do that. Mm. You need blokes who are just going to, mate, your job is to make 50 tackles save Moses from making the tackles, save Luai from making the tackles. So when you go forward, they're fresh as a daisy and can make all the big plays. Hmm. And I think that's something that Queensland just get is having those guys that can do that. And I think from the outside, there's a diff- like a definite, two definite cultural shifts, I think. One is I think that Queensland sets up their squad and acts like a club. And like from the, from the post-match, the pre-match and post-match stuff, which like, you know, they've clearly committed to you know, building a fan base probably outside of Queensland and, you know, grabbing the Victorian audience, grabbing the the neutral audience, all the way through to, like, the way they talk about, you know, their their standards, their, their you know, their training non-negotiables, that kind of thing. It's like it's like Billy's come in and said, let's run this like a club. And the only club I know is Melbourne, so we'll run it like Melbourne. And that's <laughs> last time I checked, that's a, that's a pretty yeah. good club. I suppose we have to mirror it off yeah. any club. <laughs> we'll, yeah. mirror, we'll mirror it off that one. A 20-year dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's no yeah. biggie. Yeah, no, no biggie. And so, and whereas... And so then I think, 
you know, Lindsay Collins, yes, he's picked as man of the match by independence, but I'm sure, you know, half of those are Maroon's assistant staff because they're the only people there at the ground. <laughs> but I think the fact that he could win a man of the match award shows that they respect a bloke just doing the job for the team. Ruben Cotto game one, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. Literally, again, not a pretty stat line, just mm. tackles mm. <laughs> and a shit ton of them. And I think that is, you, you've got to get blokes that just literally, mate, forget the pretty stuff, grind. Mm. And that's and that's what origin. That's what everyone's all been based off, isn't it? The blokes that literally just go out and get a job done. Look at Queensland back in that eight in a row, that dominant period. Petros and receiver, like mm. not a pretty player. Guess what? Heavy run meters. Dallas Johnson, heavy tackles. You need people like that. And I think I love seeing New South Wales go down that path because it needs to be done. It just and that's the other part too, though. Is does it need to be done? So could we see a lot of like a lot of chat in the Sydney papers? Oh, you know, Freddie out, new bloke in. Game one, we throw five blokes out. Like no one treats that club like that. Mm. Like you know, Manly Manly loses Turbo, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, we have an excuse the next six weeks. You know, be nice to the boys. We'll get through as fast as we can. Hopefully, if we can still make the end. Mm. You know, Cowboys start of the year. You know, very very slowly. We'll get to them at the end of the pod, of course. But like you know, it's like no, no, give them time. We got to work things through. But New South Wales' origin has always been, oh, yeah, we lost game one, we Throw had to change everything for game two. Mm. And there's no, like, that's, that's it, like, within a three-game window. Whereas yeah. I feel like the Maroons are working in five-year windows, being like, you know what, if we, if we lost this series, we're obviously not going to love it. But, like, let's just play a style of, of, of rugby that we can, you know, say that's, that's, what we, that's what we stand for and let's develop from there. And then hopefully a, se- like, you know, a couple of series loss here equals a five-year period of dominance. But it's like they... It actually matters to them, whereas I feel like sometimes for New South Wales it is just like it's rep footy, like it's 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 a bit of showtime, it's a bit of you know me action, mm. a bit more sponsorship stuff, and like you know Moses played a great game, but it's not like he was. Out, I don't you see them leave the field, and it's not like oh no, I'm, I've I've lost my one shot to gain an Origin. Clearly, we'll be back next game, obviously. Who cares? That's, that's the vibe I get from the outside. Just just on the sponsorship parts. How do you think Tui's felt when Freddie came out and said no drinking uh, for the whole camp? Because Tui's is a very big sponsor of New South Wales uh, football. Yeah. And the players weren't allowed to drink. And I'm not saying they probably only drink Tui's. They might not. But when your main sponsor's an alcoholic brand, maybe don't release to the media that your players are on a drinking ban because, yeah. I don't know, does Tui's make double O's and were double O's available in camp? That's my question. Yeah, I think they do and I think they probably were. And I'm sure, you know, the media team at New South Wales quickly rewound. It's like, only said no drinking meant like no drinking of alcohol. But luckily, yeah. uh, the great sponsors over at Tui's have a zero option. Have a zero there. option for... <laughs> That's the point. Like, I feel like everything about it is is just, you know, Mickey Mouse globetrotters when it comes to the blues and if they win they go oh we're the greatest team of all time if they lose they go oh well you know when did, when did the roosters play like yeah i just don't feel like it doesn't seem like it matters to them as much as it matters to queensland and that's why you know in the last bit since professionalization queensland's won more often and they've been dominant and it's yeah. been like you get a little period when you South Wales get one or two yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like bang yeah. <laughs> queensland just come out and go one two three and then they'll lose one. And so that, yeah, there was what was that eight, obviously eight years of dominance and then they lost one or two. But then it was like, what, 13 in the 13 out of 12 series or 13 out of mm. 11 series? Like it's just, it's very weird. And it's like origin should be tight. Origin should be contested. Queensland don't do whitewashes, which is always interesting. Like New South Wales, I think, have got more whitewashes, series whitewash mm. than, than Queensland. But it also, as you said, like it's like, well, they're planning. 
because after a whitewash, they <laughs> turn up the next year and you go, oh, okay. And there's clearly a style Billy wants. Mm. And clearly there's a way he wants to go about it. The people he brings in as 18th man, the people he has in and around the group. Like the part I loved and absolutely loved, and yes, he's in Queensland, so it makes it easy. Tom Gilbert was in the sheds. Mm. Like he was there with the team. Latrell's not playing for the Bunnies on the weekend. He was here, I don't know, genuinely. But I didn't see any imagery of him in the sheds. Yeah. Like the, you want to get core guys in there. Like the Maroons were sitting there. They've got Tom Gilbert who was in their game one, you know, unfortunately out for this season, but he's in and around the team. Mm. Really creating, as you said, that team environment, like club environment. It's all right, you're out, but that's fine. You're actually one of us. You're, you're with us. You know, in the change room they had Greenless walking around, JT's obviously coaching, but all these greats, this is, boys, this is who we, you know, who you're doing this for. It's, it's such, it just feels like it's such a different environment. And this is where that whole argument of New South Wales don't get origin, I think really stems from is Queensland do seem like a proper family. Mm. Like it is a club, it is a group. You are doing this for these people here. Whereas as you said, New South Wales just go, oh, you're out. Yeah. So does anyone get origin? Because I suppose the part of origin that Queensland get is that even when it was first formed to get in a little history lesson, it was because that like, New South Wales was the dominant competition. Mm. Queensland was this little Mickey Mouse competition up north. And to prove the point, they, they challenged each other to an end, like a once a well, three times a year competition to prove which league was better. Well, that, that stuff doesn't really exist anymore. And really the chip on the shoulder of the Queensland teams is still there because more often than not, they don't win the comp unless you're the Broncos. So I think that that's still there for players. And potentially, you know, a lot of, well, it's changing now that, you know, Dolphins come in, you guys have won championship and we're pretty pretty high up last year it's like now it's becoming more and more players would be like oh no we might play in a grand final and that's probably more important and i think that's probably the case for anyone who plays you know with the panthers with the, mm. with the rabbitos with the roosters so if you're from new south wales and you play for those clubs you're like well that club's probably bigger than new south wales yeah. like, like i don't well, really care mainly fans yeah. care what i do with them in a the sky blue shirt i care what my fans think when we want to win a three p yeah. with the panthers and i think well, that <laughs> The attitude of Jerome Lowe his post this morning, literally going, chill, you guys have work in the morning, mm-hmm. which was posted, have to be at around 3.30 in this morning. So we will be to see if he, that gets taken down when he wakes up this morning or what gets said about that. But it's almost like, well, he goes, I don't care. I'm going back to a winning club. I'm going to, I get to play on the weekend. We'll smash whoever we're playing. Yeah. And I'll probably, you know, arguably be in the grand final this year, whether they win it or not. But he's, he's just like moves on. And I get it's easy from a different perspective, like obviously it's easy for the Queensland players all just posting, we're celebrating. But after the game, I think like after like series where they've lost or games where they've lost, they post some more with their family and it's still in the jersey and it's like, oh, well, I'm still proud. Hmm. It's, just, it's it's very different. It just it just feels very different. It's easy, as I said, as fans. It's easy as for me anyway, sitting here as a Queensland fan going, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. But yeah. I, it just, it's so, dis, it is, it's, it's very different. And I reckon you've nailed it with that club view. Mm. Like it is, it's a club. And even if um, you should go check out the All Talk series with the uh, Hello Sports guys, but Andy Jones was on there and I thought he said, and I may have been quoting, but he said something about he, he believes that the Kangaroos jersey is the peak of representative mm. football, not the, not the origin jersey. And I think you said that as well. I, I, th- I don't know how many, how many times Latrell's missed out on wearing the Kangaroos jersey versus how many times he's either opted out because it's not 100% and that's fair enough, but he's opted out mid-season to be like, look, I have a responsibility to Rabbitohs. I love my country, my state. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, what that means for Origin, who knows? But 
it doesn't look great at the moment. You you obviously are a maroon. You're wearing maroon right now. But can you do you find anyone in the wings? Because as you said, I reckon if if Slater went down and he couldn't get to the game, there's a host of people there that could take over and and understand how to run a club mentality in in a state environment. If or when Freddie gets the sack slash stands down after game three, who takes the job? And and I think this is the biggest issue for New South Wales is who who does it because. No, I don't think there's a plethora of people putting their hands up. Well, and like his, his right-hand man is Greg Alexander of, of like 110 there, years old. Brandy takes it and I'm yeah. like, geez, does he though? Well, 110, I mean, that, that argument goes for Wayne Bennett, um, but he did that while coaching a club side, which is just, and, you know, that commitment, I think, and, and the Hallow Sport, uh, sorry, bloke we were talking about it the other day, like the commitment of doing both is, is probably not an option mm. in this day and age. And that, and that is 100% correct. But you look at it and you go, well, who does step up? And who wants who wants a job like Matty Johns in that in that all talk said he he doesn't want to like he's just a different person fills up a notepad. I would argue, but I'd love to see him because after listening to that, fantastic. I did not realize how intelligent he is when it comes to the game. Um, and I think if I was New South Wales, and if they'd listened to that, and, you know, I don't know why they would make their mind up on the basis of that. But my God, I'd want him because hmm. he's passionate and what he said. Um, in the media and, and I don't know, it's the end, probably hit the nail on the head. And you want to bring someone in that has that mentality of, no, they, you know what? I can own that. They've done that right. We're going to bring that mentality here. Because rugby league, anything, workplaces, you're not reinventing the wheel. Like you're just adding parts onto it that make sense, that work for you. You're making it work for your system. You have to recreate things. It's, it's a simple game. Run hard, make your tackles, make less errors. Mm. Because everyone there can play rugby league. Yeah. So it's like when you get the opportunity to be a superstar, be a superstar. 100%. Don't, don't force the issue. Well, That's it's the major it's, difference. It's the, the origin stars. moments. And yeah. and that was the thing. Uh, before the game started last night, they were across the sheds, obviously, and there was talk. And I can't remember who was in the – I think it was Gallon in the uh, Blues rooms. And they literally said, oh, yeah, Freddie's just big on winning the origin moments. And then you, you see how many passes they missed in the final third. Hmm. Uh, sorry, in the final third. Then, that, you know, on the in the 20 metre, the red zone was always they just could not connect that origin moment. Mm. Every single time Queensland got the opportunity, they seemed to put it away. DCE, like Kit Chase should never have – how he caught oh, – I'd love to see his Telstra tracker because, my God, but how he – and then the next play he was backing up and then broke the line literally two minutes later. That's that's the origin moments you've got to win. And I just think Mitch, Mitch Moses could have had his, um, and I think <laughs> love to see him keep that jersey. I don't think he did anything wrong. Mm. Maybe make him play six, <laughs> won't happen. But I think he did. He tried to take an Origin moment. He stepped up and went, you know what? If I've got to do it, I'll do it. Mm. Fully respect that. That's that's. But that he's the halfback. That is his job, is to try and break the game open. And I, it's such a weird balance. But back to the original, I, I don't know who steps up. Because you got to imagine, you want someone with passion, Joey. But I can't see Joey wanting that job. No. And then, like, Joey is just another Freddie complex, mm. like a, a, an origin grade and, you know, a mercurial talent. But, like, there's no – and, like, Billy doesn't have proven coaching experience either. But I just say, like, it's safer in the Queensland environment because well, you're not having to invent the wheel because you're just correct. like, what did the guy before me do? Okay, I'll just repeat that. And like, he was under – and that will be the first one, I think it's it's with well-documented. Mounting coach, he just – sort of brought everyone together and made sure they were a unit, mm. a club, a team. Mm. Uh, but he was under Craig Bellamy. Mm. 
Yeah. That bloke, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he's got a good coaching record and a good track record of development and team plans and systems. I, I'm, maybe I might do the research later. But Joey didn't – yes, he played a long time ago when it was different systems. And I just think you want someone that has had – okay, they've come up through – like. A fit, you look at a Craig Fitzgibbon, do you like at the Sharks? And you go, okay, who's an ex player that's you know was in a good period in a dominant era? That's you know maybe been in and around coaching. That's sitting as an assistant coach maybe now. And you go, you know what, mate? Come take the Blues job for give it a crack, or come be an assistant with the Blues. We're going to give you a caretaker at the moment. Let's go and get a Phil Gould out of retirement and just literally sit under him for two years. New South Wales is what we're doing. This is that plan. We're going to sign Phil Gould for two years. His assistant's going to be. X that's currently an assistant coach, but he's going to come here and do full-time. Or maybe he does it you know, part-time with a club and he goes, look, for nine weeks, I'm just not going to be here. Because mm. most clubs would probably go, whatever. And then in two years' time, he's now going to be our head coach. We're going to start, this is our system we're going to play, buy-in. Now, I get you probably can't do that because it's origin mm. and it's three games and it's like, well, hang on, why are we winning now, not three years later? But it's almost the route they've got to go down internally, not maybe come out and say these exact things, but to try and build a system. Because they need to do something. Something needs to change. And, yeah, very easy to say, oh, if the result went the other way last night, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But I think we almost would because it's almost like they rely on their stars to turn up and just win the game. They don't have that play. It's like you look at even the games they won, uh, the series they won in 2021, it was like Teddy broke the game in the last minute. Teddy. It's not like there was like a, oh, they're running X plays every time and they have to catch him out wide or it was Teddy broke the game. So it just seems like they need a player to stand up. Whereas Queensland, they just need to play. Yeah. And I think nowadays it's gone to the days where you could get like a Cleary out of the Panthers to, to coach New South Wales. Mm. That's probably the perfect, one of the, one of the perfect coaches at it. Like who actually is a good system coach and can start things. And ironically, I think Freddie, Potentially something's changed with Freddie because he was the junior New South Wales coach for ages and he had come up through the ranks and developed that system. And then, oh, lo and behold, when he came into the senior rank, they won their first two series. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the guy's a boy genius. Or he's been developing players to yeah. play this style like for the last 10 years. And the thing is, when they're not available and he can't play that style or those guys are getting taught different systems now it's more out of their, you know, uh, knowledge, oh, it went, to, it went to shit. It's like, oh, these guys don't know how I want to play. I actually don't know how these guys do. I don't know what these guys think because I haven't coached them two years ago or four years ago back in that junior system. And you know what? Maybe Freddie's key is coaching them, is being that development. I will take the blokes from 20 to, you know, 10 to 20 years old. Let me get them right for you. And you have an origin. Like, there's nothing wrong with that because mm. clearly he was doing something incredibly right. It just hasn't. Yeah, you can't connect that final dot. And I feel like it's just being brave enough to say to the fans, like, not does it like we, we're losing anyway. Like we're losing series that on paper we shouldn't lose. So let's change something. And I think that's what New South Wales will have to do and just be like, we're not taking a Queensland approach. Call whatever name you want. Like the the bloody Sydney well-heeled approach, whatever makes you feel good, but it, it needs to change, and it probably needs to change for the sake of origin. Otherwise, those those questions that we get every year that we kind of laugh at from you know the Fox League of the world, so they're like, oh, we should play New South Wales, Queensland, and and the Islanders, or 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 a New Zealand Maori team, or whatever. Well, it's getting to the point maybe we should because they might care, mm. and they might turn up, and they they want to knock off some things, and you know it'd be more exciting to have two Australian teams in a international system than it would to be have one. So, you know, 
food for thought. Other vibe check I want to do before we move on to our, you know, the great cowboys is have the rest lost the sense of vibes for Origin? <laughs> now, the big one was, of course, the, the send-offs at the end, but we'll get there eventually. But obviously, Val's first try, we went to the bunker. Something about me is like, Origin is about vibes anyway. Maybe we just do away with the bunker. Because <laughs> the naked eyes said that was not downward, uh, downward pressure. He's dropped the ball. It's not a try. Blues fans, rightly, were blown up. And Maroons fans were quietly confident at this stage. And they were all over Twitter being like, look, I'm a Maroons fan, but that wasn't a try. Like, we don't need that one. Thanks, but we don't need that. <laughs> you can have that back. <laughs> you can have that one back. We don't, we don't need that one. Yep. And then um, we've had, on the opposite side, we had uh, Reese Walsh's monkey attack on Luai. <laughs> and uh, that was called for a, for a high tackle. And, yes, but, like, the letter of the law, the arms slip up and they get him around the neck and he's trying to wrestle this massive man down to the ground. But he's not injured. He's not hurt. It's not like... It's not anything to suggest it's like foul play. He just did the tackle. That and that's a up. tackle literally made week in, week out. Nothing's ever said. And then was made another 28 times that game yeah. where you get tackled, it slides up, and you didn't cop the guy, doesn't hit it. Like, yeah, he had a little bleeding lip, whatever. The forward passes, that like they were blatant and they went missing. And it's like, what are you focusing on here? It's, it became very much like club week and football where it's like, what's they're, they're trying so hard to get it right, they're getting it wrong. And then the send-offs. Couple of blokes bump heads. They get sent. Ado Cow threw a punch. He can't throw punches anymore. I totally understand that. Ten minutes in the bin. No worries. But send offs for a little bit of tete a tete. The meeting of two great minds, Reese Walsh and Jerome Luai, and they get bin with not bin. They get they get ejected with thirty seconds to go in the game. Where's no limit when you need them? They just need to put those blokes in a ring at the end of the season and just let them go. Let them go. Like they used to in Origin. We don't want to bring back that biff because, you know, it's not right, whatever. But do, do we need a vibe check? Do we need to have Origin rules? Well, this is the thing. I thought game one there was a bit of that. Like it was almost like, hey, guys, just hit each other like you normally, like like Origin is. And that that's almost like the first hit of Origin. It's like, yeah, it's probably going to be a high shot in there. But that's what you want to see. It's almost like you do need to go, guys, just play, play. You get a little bit of extra leniency here and there, play the game. And that's what I think that's what we used to get. Even last year, we got a bit more of that. The send-offs at the end, I've got no clue what was happening. Like, it's just, I actually didn't realise they were sent off like, properly. I just thought it was a sin bin. But it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, if those guys, and I really hope it doesn't, but if they get in copper, you know, if they've got to miss games next week um, on the weekend for their clubs, like, I'm going to feel for them. Because it's like... Seriously, the judiciary can't hand anything down. Like, what did they, What actually did they get sent off for? Knocking heads. Might as well send them off when they make a tackle and they had clout heads as well. Then it, it's just there was so many different things in that match that I was just like, what's going on? And I thought uh, Ruben Cotter early, he made the tackle and there's no independent doctor. And I was like, oh, he definitely, it was definitely contact with the head. Uh, he definitely misplaced it and he definitely got up. No, not 100%. Like, I'll be no, not shocked if the Cowboys go, we might just rest you this weekend mm. because it looked bad, but nothing was ever done about it. And normally the referees in Clubland are like, oh, mate, I saw him stumble twice. You or you, that looked bad. I'm going to, didn't happen. So it's like, well, you're not consistent. But then it's like, well, that's what we get on the weekends anyway. What are you going to do? Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'd like to see that origin of old in terms of like, let the boys play. But now we're trying to find a middle ground. But now we don't know where we are. 
Yeah. And that's and, what it looks and like. And just for focus, like I would prefer less infl- like less usage of the bunker to work out did or did not two players headbutt and more usage of the bunker to be, you know, did you get the decision right? Yeah, and how the bunker can't rule on a forward pass is also beyond me. Your bunker, it's there to take away mistakes. Yeah. Clear and obvious mistakes. But um, not those ones. Those ones you just yeah. – that's not for you. Oh, no, the clear and obvious mistake of the ball going like two and a half metres forward. Yeah, no, no, no. The I best part was the commentary when Cam Smith watched it happen. He's like, oh, that's a line ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like we all know, mate. That's like, don't, don't worry. It's like, it. don't stress. You're better off just going, oh, Cam's mic cut out. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just – oh, whoops. Well, so, yeah, no, they've scored again. Yeah, yeah, yeah moving on. <laughs> And speaking of uh, moving on, uh, I think we've mentioned it once or twice, but la- every Origin game we like to get our grub of the game and our man of the match brought to you by League Live. Uh, I think the grub is pre- fairly obvious. Yes, correct. It's, it's Paddy. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jerome yes. Luai. Yeah, Jerome Luai. <laughs> and um, what's the vibe there? <laughs> this is the thing. It is so easy to... And I'm sure he copped, he's copped a lot on social media that he has not... It's not warranted. No, because nothing is warranted. Like... Like the blokes out there trying to do a job. Yeah. Geez, sometimes he kills me. It's like, mate, <laughs> stand over a player, like trying to close your legs on him. Like, one, it's just more annoying than, like, you're not causing him any pain. You're not doing, like, it's just a frustrating thing to do. All the lip, like, he talks and, like, he can play really good games. Been in an origin match where I thought he should have been almost leading, not Moses. Mm. I don't think he did. Yeah, he doesn't have. He's to to use the parlance of uh, of social media. He is not him. He is not him. Like Moses was more him than yeah. than, than, than Luai in mm. the game. So he acts like a him, but he's not a him. No, no. And straight away, people go, "Oh, but you know, he didn't have this or oh, correct." Isn't this whole squad Panthers? Yeah, like there is what four or five five Panthers out there. And hasn't he kept on telling us that he's like he's the one? Like yeah. it's it's a him and Cleary equals not. I'm I'm Robin to his Batman. He's a Robin, and that's okay to be a Robin. Robin's He's necessary. Might be Alfred. He, oh, really? really, really <laughs> no, not at all. And then obviously, uh, man of the match, uh, it went to Lindsay Collins, mm. who uh, is, a, is as I said to you last night, is a very unsexy pick in all terms. He doesn't Literally play very all terms. And I didn't realize how many teeth he was missing. Um, that smile. It's cute, but it's something. It's not the man that uh, she told you to be worried about. No, Reese Walsh is. <laughs> Reese Walsh is, and uh, as is money, Cam Munster. So, yeah. do you think it goes Lindsay Collins because that's the that's the Maroons' pick, or you know, is it big, sexy, or little sexy? As as um, we as we mentioned in uh, a bit earlier, Queensland just pick. It seems to go to the, the player that just does the job. Yeah, Cotter in game one. Collins in game two, game three. I reckon if Reese Walsh plays like he did in yeah. the first two games, there's your man in the series. Yeah, yeah. because seriously, Clever. he has not done anything wrong. No. He talked, he backed it up, and he walked around with shades on after the game. Yeah, that man's got a player of the series coming if he backs it up in game three. Yeah, and I think that's the direction they'll go. So game three, I'll go probably a Paddy Carrigan man in the match. Yep, another nice work, another horse. another and grinder. Oh, by the, way, though, the him is here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's in the shade. Reese boy and. Yeah. And you look back at the start of the season, if you had said to anybody, anybody, Kalen Ponga is not going to play Origin and the guy that's going to replace him is going to be man in the series, you would have been laughed out of the room. And it's 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 just unfolded exactly how Billy Slater would be just sitting back in his chair and just going, oh, I get Origin. <laughs>
Let's get into some club chat. Yeah, at the start of the year, we were going to do weekly shows, and then life got in the way. You're a very busy man with a very busy plan, but also your cowboy started losing, and I could see the interest of the week to week grind and the, the uh, having to deal with the recompenses of uh, of a loss. Just something to suck the soul out of you. So we get a little high ace, we focused on Origin, and now that Maroons are back winning, you're back in love with rugby league, but also your cowboys are winning. What's the vibe? We can't beat anyone outside the top eight, but God, we can beat top four teams. <laughs> it's, it's, we're the opposite of the Sharks. Like Sharks can't beat anyone inside the eight, yeah. but they smash everyone else. We can't beat anyone else, but we beat the top four. It's, it's, I've honestly got no clue. But and, I, and we spoke about this last night, and I really want to go back through, and, and I do want to check the tapes. I'm sure I mentioned that maybe Todd Payton had a light off season. You did. You suggested it as a hypothesis. I don't yeah. think you. No, I don't think. I don't think, think that was the exact. No, there was, there was nothing done. <laughs> this is just pure vibe. Um, but maybe that's what it was because they're suddenly finding form, mm. and it's not because they're still got injuries. Like, you know, there's still players missing week to week. I don't think there's a settled squad yet. But all of a sudden, the Cowboys are playing good football. They're not making. They're still making errors. They're still missing way too many tackles. But all of a sudden, they're in the grind for eighty minutes. All of a sudden, they're completing at high work rates. People go, "Oh, the Panthers are missing players." Well, actually, Cowboys are also missing five players in that game. Oh, you beat the Storm. That doesn't count for anything. Well, then the Storm went and smashed the Sharks, who smashed the Cowboys. It's it's NRL works in weird ways. But all of a sudden, they're playing good football and. You want to see it carrying on, and, and quite often, more often than not, when Queensland wins, those players go back to clubland and they find a whole other gear, which Cowboys aside, the Broncos, what are they? If they're not favourites, there's something wrong because, geez, if those guys stay fit and can bring that form back to club footy, that's just scary. Well, ironically, they're not favourites, and shout out to our friends over at Sportsbed giving the odds for the uh, Premiership at the moment, but Panthers still pre- uh, Premiership favourites at $3.20. Uh, and then Rabbitohs next best at four dollars fifty, and Broncos five dollars fifty outsiders. Rabbitohs still four. Yep, Rabbitohs still four. Interesting. Wonder when the troll news comes in, that might that might tweak things just a little bit, indeed. And uh, the storm check, it's it's come back. I, I've never seen a club just imitate Jesus so readily. <laughs> like every year they proclaim dead, and then every year they take about three rounds to resurrect themselves. And now they're they're back in third, two points off top. The best part is it's every year this happens all the time. They're done. It's over. Oh, wait, Storm back again. <laughs> and it's like, and everyone says it every year. Like, can't write the storm off. Can't write the storm off. Oh, they're just not. They're, it's it, not there. It had to end at some point. And then they're two also, weeks later, oh, they're back again. <laughs> but they also say like they're done. Yeah. Like a club is like a singular thing that is the same it was twenty years ago. It's mm. like this is not still Cameron Smith playing out of. Playing out of hooker, no. Like it's, the, the Camerons are still in the team. Don't get me wrong, but they're all got different surnames and different faces and very different attitudes to life. Very much, much nicer ones. There is an account. There is an accountant in there in Welch, though. He's there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's still got the vibes. If you squinted really hard, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's most of the players that I knew from when I was a kid." But but it actually is an evolving unit, other than the coach, which is the identity and the DNA, and is still there. And as long as he's still there, they'll still pretty much always play finals because. They have a system that works. And then, like, you know, origin time comes around and, oh, they miss all their jets. And then, you know, you get someone like Warbrick who just rips a game apart out of nowhere. 
And isn't it funny? Everyone was like, oh, you can't do it. It's, can't like, do it, it's yeah. like, hang on, do you want to give a bloke that's played with seven on the field a chance yeah. to get used to 13? Yeah, literally double the amount of players. <laughs> he's looking and he's going, shit, this is a really small field now. Yeah, it's not as many gaps. It's not yeah. too, but I'm a giant unit, so I'm going to just go down the wing and score bog points. So there we have it. I don't think there's anything to worry about. And $7 outsiders for the premiership. Am I that confident that we're going to win the whole thing? Absolutely not. But we'll be there for the shake and probably get a home final at Amy Park. And that's all you can ask for as a fan. Everything else is cream on top. And speaking of cream, uh, I'd like to force you into some predictions that I can clip up and embarrass you with later in the season. Yep. So uh, I want to have our top eight and top four bolters. We'll keep it positive, mostly because our friends at Sportsbed don't have a, a miss market, only have a to make market. And uh, so I want someone who's currently outside the eight to sneak in. And my nominations to you are obviously the, the Cowboys, yep. who are, are paying uh, $3.75 to make the eight. The Dolphins, $3.30. And I'll give you the Roosters. Which one of those three are going to make the eight? Or will all three make the eight? Well, it's pretty easy for me that the Cowboys are doing it. Yeah. Um, so we can just tick that box. I... NRL season's a very long year. Yeah. No one predicted the Dolphins start hot. Everyone actually had them towards the bottom of the field. Yeah. Reality is, though, I think the fact that it is a long season, and it's not like these guys are, you know, kids that have come up from nowhere and aren't used to the, you know, fatigue of NRL, but I think towards the end of the year, the back end of the year, the whole hype of your first NRL season as a club, the whole Wayne Bennett effect, the whole everything, it'll start to wear thin. Yeah. And also this is Wayne Bennett, so I could, you know, probably eat my words and he's actually going to get them right up and they're going to sneak in. But I think Cowboys sneak in. And you just got to assume the Roosters, like, again, are just going to have to click at some point. And Ben Hunt, release Roosters of Luke Keary in trouble, don't like Sam Walker, clearly. If Ben Hunt rocks up at the Roosters. Yeah, that's a big if. It's a big if, but it, does anything shock you with the Roosters? No, not at all. And, like, you know, I could see a fourth retirement of Ben Hunt because, obviously, he can't get his contract uh, released. They're not, they're not playing ball that way. And credit to the Dragons for having a bit of a spine. I know the club <laughs> is an absolute the, dumpster fire. The and they spine, should let the bloke go because he, he The spine of the Dragons is Ben Hunt, though. Yeah. You know, like, if you go, then we had, we're just a blob. It's, it's oh, look, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what how that unfolds. But I think the Cowboys get in. I, I don't think the Dolphins do, but I think the Waz drop out. Again, massive first season back at home. They are playing great rugby league, but I think that does wear. Yep. And I think the travel does get to them by the end of the season. So I think they drop out, and I think uh, they could be the only one too. But I think the Cowboys sneak in at the expense of the Waz. Yep. And my other smoky to drop out will be the Raiders. Yeah. I think the Raiders before the Waz for mine. Um, statistically speaking, I think points difference is probably your best uh, indicator. Best, best indicator of who's going to stick around. And so the Eels, I think, will have a sneaky rise on the back of, you know, some Moses form and, you know, 110 different, like 100, 104 points difference and a massive five and three advantage at home is just good for the Eels. And they really capitalize this time of year anyway. So mm. good on them. But yeah, Raiders. Minus 71, it's just that gritty Raiders football every year where, like, you can't ever trust them week on week and then come the end of the season, you're like, oh. Or, and a great indicator is going to be this weekend against the Roosters. Yeah. That's going to say a lot about both squads. It's 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 your Sunday afternoon game, but I think it will be it's just actually Sunday evening, 6.15. Mm. But that probably means everyone's going to back up from Origin. Yeah. 
And I just, that, that'll tell you a lot. I reckon if the Raiders can win that, you, I might flip my decision and go, you know what, they're going to be there. But if the Roosters win and if they do well, that's a tick. Yeah. And then uh, the last one, top four finish. So obviously the locks, it's, I'd say the only absolute lock, because every year we go absolute locks and then never ends up being that way. Broncos, despite only having a point of a 93, their away form this year is what gets me. So seven and one away, four and three at home. A couple of those home derbies makes it tough. Um, not really a home home ground advantage when you're playing, you know, the Cowboys and Suncorp. So but seven and one away is absurd. They're a lock for top four. Everything else is fair game. And I reckon that Panthers dynasty has a couple of cracks in it. Obviously, Cleary being cracks in help. the windshield. In the in the in the foundations, mate. In the foundations. <laughs> I hope Lou Wise going to work tomorrow to fix that windshield. There. <laughs> but uh, who's going to sneak in? So out of the Sharks, Warriors, Raiders, Eels, you've already had most of those to miss the eight. So mm. is it going to be the Cowboys to sneak into the top four? No, I, I actually think the top four could stay yep. because you look at the Sharks; they they haven't been anyone inside the eight. Yeah. I just – and if, if you're playing like that, they could click. And Nico Hines definitely has a chip on his shoulder now and has every right to, you know, want to blitz everything. But if you can't beat the teams you're up against, how are you going to get into the other four? And I, I, I think the only – yeah, the only lock is Brisbane in there. And I think Brisbane have also – they've got buys up their sleeve, which mm. is scary. But so does South Sydney. So I've really got – yeah, I think – Brisbane or the lock, I just don't I don't know if anyone sneaks in. Maybe if Parramatta can really click, because, again, they're the same situation with buyers. Yeah. They could sneak in, but they're probably my only one that I see sneaking in is, is Parramatta. And you look at that and I go, well, Cowboys are, what, two points behind Parramatta, so there is a mathematical opportunity. But I, I think Parramatta sneak in, and if at the expense of anybody, depending on Latrell's injury, it is South Sydney. Yeah, South Sydney is the big question mark, but then you look at the rest of those teams outside the four and you're like... Would be, uh, wouldn't be wasting my money on that. Instead, I'd be thinking responsibly about how else I could spend that cash uh, instead of spending it and making sure that you always realise that you uh, lose more than you win. Obviously, uh, no weekend previews on this pod because it's origin season and trying to pick a winner on the weekend at the moment is near on impossible. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be 14 Queenslanders with ginormous hangovers after consuming uh, four pallets of the uh, sponsor's product last night at the cast. So shout-outs to them. Shout-outs to the Maroons fans. Shout-out to Mitchell Ball, who does indeed get Origin Football and Rugby League. And uh, shout-out to New South Wales. Uh, I hope you enjoyed going to work today. Cheers. Jerome Bly. Hop in the bus, cuz, cuz it's game day. All the boys around, so let's ill take. Put on the uniform and strap the tape, and it's war when you hit that hallway. Feeling myself when I hit that field. But my brothers in need for no shield. Play to the end, they probably don't yield. I got my brothers, cuz this is real. Don't fall back, run line like a soldier. Put them on his ass, step down and shoulder. Empty the tank, get up and motor. Don't stop working till the game is over. Boards head up in the backspine space. Let's get rowdy, bros running straight. Stick to the structure, put them in space once that will still blow them. It's time to play. Huh. It's a game like ritual. Run the ball like Mitchell. Or you can be like Reynolds and Skiffle. Give it a Johnston and you'll get triple. Pass it to Cleary, you know he'll run the pitch. Score points like Chaboyevich. I'm game day fit, no need to switch. Cooking up like Cookie Man's in the kitchen. Who's that on the wing? It's Sevo. Score try and do the Garfrino. Don't get too rowdy or too keen or you'll end up like Hacentino. Get a 40 20 like BCE. Run the ball like Hectic Cheese. Support runner, that's Pappenhausen. But I still got Teddy at the SCG.